And at this time, I've got a Bald Birds Brewing Company from Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania, a Dig It Cream Ale. I myself am sipping on a Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force. Okay, okay, double beers. Okay, double beers. All right, let's 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 get this new beer cracked. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hey Jacob. I'm here with a special guest to help preview Double or Nothing, Branson Harpster. You can find him on Twitter at B Town Harp. How's it going, Branson? Hey, it's uh, it's going great, Jacob. I'm really excited to be on the show to ping some ideas off of you on AEW, give you a bit of more of an opportunity to talk about the other side of pro wrestling. I'm really excited for it, too. I, I was talking to Dimitri a little bit ago that it'll be nice having someone who can actually respond to AEW-related topics rather than just, hmm, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, our format here is headlines, stocks rising, stocks falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, etc. to kick off the conversation. And this will be specifically a double or nothing preview. If you're looking for a preview of Night of Champions, that'll be one episode back in your feed. Um, I have the honors of a top of the mid. It's out of nowhere. My top of the mid for AEW going into double or nothing is Orange Cassidy. Yes, he has a belt. Normally they don't have a belt, but I checked with Dimitri and he said, and I quote, there is no rules for top of the mid. So Orange Cassidy gets my top of the mid. This man has what 22 title defenses i think since he won the international title that used to be the all-atlantic title he is a fucking workhorse uh he will be defending it in the blackjack battle royal against 20 other dudes and i'll name them all here shortly but branson you you like orange cassidy right i'm a i'm a big fan of orange cassidy myself i'm very excited for the blackjack battle royale it's one of the most Orange Cassidy things possible, you know? Mm-hmm. It's 20 other guys want to fight me, I'm down for it. Let's do it. Yeah, it. I'm, I really like what he's doing with the title. It feels, it feels like it's a more important title. Reportedly, it's because they're going to move it over to Collision <laughs> so that they have a mid-card belt over there. But the 20 other dudes that are going to be in the battle, Blackjack Battle Royal, Blade, Butcher, Bandito, Commander... Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Ari Davari, Tony Nice, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Kip Sabian, Ray Fenix, Penta, El Cerro, Miedo, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Switchblade, aka the Knife Pervert, Jay White, and Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes. What do you think of that lineup? That's that's quite a lineup of uh, people for him to go against. <laughs> there, it's it's a lot of people. I'm kind of uh, interested to see where Orange Cassidy might be debuting in this match. If he's going to be coming out first, or what what number he might draw will be interesting. I've I've heard some rumors about Orange Cassidy potentially going into this injured. So, well, we'll see here. Is he injured or is he wrestling injured? Like. Because they've been playing up this, like, tape on the back, tape on the hand, you know, what... It, I, I don't think he's actually hurt. I think they're just playing it up. That's what I hope so, personally. I I, I don't want to see him lose the belt to really anyone that's here on the... Uh, that's in the match with him. But it, it should be exciting. We got a lot of teams in that Battle Royale, so... 
uh, there will be a lot of, of storylines happening within that, that's, it. That's what I was just going to say. It's going to be a lot of feuds going on everywhere because we've got the the knife pervert and Juice Robinson versus Ricky kind of thing that's been going on. Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes with um, with Swerve and Brian Cage. Uh, I don't think Penta and Fenix are doing anything against anyone right now specifically. Um, but then like, he has some friends in there. He has Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta and Bandito. Uh, so I, I think they're going to probably at least help him a little bit get through this. But, you know, those guys probably want some gold too. At the end of the day, it's every man's for himself when it comes down to it. So we could we could see anything at this battle right now. It's exciting. Yeah. Do, do you think Orange will retain or do you think it's going to go somewhere else? I really hope he retains. Uh, personally, I think uh, Tony Khan loves himself some Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. The guy's been an absolute workhorse with the belt. I don't think there's anyone in the company that they could put it on right now that would be better than Orange Cassidy, to be honest. Uh, dude's been leading off basically every Wednesday night. He, he's He's been opening the show, so... Yeah, and banger music, too. As as Dimitri and I always like to say, banger music gets you gets you going in our book. Um... And what's what's your headline going into Double or Nothing? My my headline going into Double Nothing was potentially a uh, pay per view without a title change. I think that might be a possibility, or at least I thought so. There's there's also rumors of we'll get into the feud and stuff more later. There's also rumors potentially of Jamie Hader working injured into this pay per view. Mm-hmm. So I, I really thought, like, if you asked me maybe a week ago what was going to happen, I would have I would have said that there would be no title change whatsoever happening at this pay per view. But now with the potentially wrestling wrestling related rumors with Orange Cassidy, we don't know if he's hurt or not. Jamie Hader, Sean Ross from uh, Fightful. He was he was reporting that there's going to be the winds are changing in the women's division. So. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out to be true. I don't think we'll know much until uh, collision here, but we'll we'll find out on Sunday. I I do not want Jamie Hader to lose the belt because I think she's a good champ. Um, we talked a little bit, Dimitri and I did. Well, I did, I should say, a few weeks ago about not really feeling the storyline with Britt and Jamie being faces. I don't think that's their bag. I think they work a little better as heels, so I'd kind of rather them be heels. But yeah, I I'm with you. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna give some predictions as we go through these matches, and I'm I'm kind of with you that I think we might not see any titles changing hands, but we shall see. Tony Khan usually has a trick or two up his sleeve at these pay per views. Yeah, I think some fans might be disappointed paying for a pay-per-view you know not it's not like a premium live event you gotta shell out <laughs> your cash for it to watch it unless you uh, find some other means of course but some some fans could be disappointed going home with no title changes but i honestly would not be against it for the current cards they st- they have stacked up hey, I'd, be, hey. I'd be happy to see it go through with everyone retaining but the, the other thing too is there's not really a a storyline need, I think, for a lot of belts to change. And 
Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive in here further. My, my headline, you mentioned it a little bit about Collision. We are on a collision course for CM Punk being back with the first uh, episode of Collision being announced for Chicago. That means it's CM Punk time. It is the second coming. It is the second punking. And Punk, I know it is in your nature to not behave, but please just for like, give me six months of some fun like let's let's send <laughs> let's send ftr over to like let's just do something like let's make some let's make some fun i mean it seemed I, I don't know i like cm punk and i'll be fine with whatever he wants to do face heal whatever i feel like a lot of people are kind of sick of his shit so i wouldn't be surprised if he comes out as heel and they kind of make him have a feud against the company a little bit that they could play up that story but yeah let's see punk back again let's have some fun yeah cm punk all but confirmed exactly for chicago as you said it's a little callback to his original debut you know where they they never really announced cm punk but you know he was you know he's gonna be there so. yeah oh yeah oh but yeah i'm i'm hoping when he comes back he'll be a heel actually I think maybe we saw a little bit of a pre prelude potentially to FTR turning heel as well. we'll oh, see, big we'll time! See how that match out turns out. We'll talk about that here. Well, you know, sure. actually, the tag team match is not one that we have on the on the rundowns. So let's go into it now. The AEW World Tag Team Championship with special guest referee Mark Briscoe, FTR uh, versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Um, Fuck Jeff Jarrett, first of all. Secondly, I don't really care for Jay Lethal's ring work. Um, so FTR, let's keep those belts. And let's be heels. Let's come. They said that they are they have these belts. They want to have them for all four years of their deal. And, you know, to do that, you've got to cheat. And I could see them. I could see them turning heel and teaming up with their with their friend Punk. I could, too. I Personally, I, I thought maybe the, the Mark Briscoe segment from the last Dynamite was potentially the most in- interesting segment going into this pay-per-view here. Mm-hmm. We know that Mark Briscoe rides with Jay Lethal alone. That's where his loyalties lie, and he doesn't care for anyone else that's really in the match. Uh, I thought like Dax Harwood immediately asking for Mark to shake his hand after he apologized was a pretty dickish, a bit heelish. Yeah, yeah. So we, I, I'm hoping for a potential turn with FTR. I think they'll at the end of the day they're going to retain the belts, but I hope so because There's... like Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, they have just been a bunch of jabronis, and they just lose, and they keep getting title shots, even though all they do is lose. So I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah, I I think Jeff Jarrett's probably been getting too much TV time, but I, I have to be honest, I do enjoy the shtick a little bit. I, <laughs> I like the chicken farming. Like that was a very fun segment. That, that was a had. fun segment. I'll give you that. Yeah, um, a little little bit. He they had the he had his guitars with Dax and Cash's name on them that he delivered the shots. I don't know if you noticed, okay, kind of the not. bullet with the name on it. I did but, not. Uh, the he actually ended up hitting Dax with the guitar that said Cash on it and Cash with the guitar that said Dax. So that See, he, sh- he should have labeled them bald and hair, and that would have been a lot easier for everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh, Branson, whose stock's on the rise going in? I think the biggest stock on the rise, and I think it's hard to argue that it is Willow Nightingale. Oh, yeah. Brand new. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Women's Champion. Uh, it's unfortunate how she won the match. Obviously, that that title, everyone knows that it was created for Mercedes Monet to have. Mm-hmm. Monet got injured in the match, and then apparently she's the one that made the audible for Willow to win the match. So, but I think Willow's very deserving of the title, and I think she'll be a good champion. But Tony I- would be a fool not to capitalize on this so oh yeah i mean why why wouldn't he i mean it forbidden doors coming up it's on the horizon so just roll with it and willow's gonna probably defend that belt on AEW television we're gonna have a whole nother show coming up in two weeks for collision that there's you know another two hours of television that needs filled why not feature a belt and feature one of your wrestlers that won it it is unfortunate. Everybody knows it was supposed to go to Mercedes, but Willow is, she's good on the mic. She's fantastic in the ring. And the episode from Night of Champions, we actually talked about the injuries a little bit. It went out a little bit ago today as we're recording. Um, I'll, I said it then, I'll say it again. If you don't like Willow Nightingale, fuck you, fuck off. We don't want you. Block us, get out of here. We love Willow on this podcast. She is our girl and I will not take any Willow slander. Yeah, I love Willow Nightingale as well. I mean, you got a you got a super lovable like mid Carter baby face that just won a shiny new belt from another company. They're gonna strap a rocket to her. I wouldn't be surprised if we see maybe Willow Willow facing some of the more top talent in uh, AW mm-hmm. women's division coming up. I think, mm-hmm. especially with the Collision show, we have a lot of room to to slot somebody else in there, and I think Willow's gonna be it. And, you know, I just thought of this now. Maybe Collision will be a, a place where we can see if Tony Khan is just afraid of women or not. Like, it, every AEW show has one women's match. D- dive into it, buddy. You've got a strong women's division. You've got lots of talent there. Let them do their thing. One women's match is not cutting it. We need more out of you, bub. So, you got a whole nother show. Two women's matches. Take one little step, Tony. One little step, TK. Anyway. Sticking with women's wrestling, my first stock rising is Taya Valkyrie. Um, Branson, you actually put me on to Lady Frost ahead of yesterday's uh, Dynamite. Um, first of all, she's from Erie, Pennsylvania. Shout out, PA. Shout uh, out, PA. And secondly, I thought she was really good. I would like to see some more Lady Frost. Um, interesting moves, very like gymnasty, like they were talking about on commentary. But she, like again, there's going to be more... Uh, TV time. Let's get more of these women on TV. Like, Taya looked strong because it was a real competition um, for her to to have in the match. But, yeah, I don't know. Taya is the only realistic challenger to beat Jade that we've had for a while. So, what do, what do you think that's going to go? How do you think that's, that match is going to be? Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's better than the first one. That's, that's what I'm going to say, first <laughs> Yeah, of all. fair enough. That first match was fairly awkward with the rules stipulation you know mm-hmm. taya went for the road to valhalla several times and then like oh can't do this it was a little awkward but i'm i'm hoping they've had a lot more time to work together here over the past couple past month or so since that last match and uh hopefully it's a better showing than the paper i love jade cargill so i just i'm i, I want to see her win i want to see jade retain the belt 
But uh, I'm I'm expecting a Chris Statlander return shortly. Oh but, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're we're getting. Uh, she's she had her ACL surgery with like about nine months ago, so we're getting into the realistic in like time frame. frame of her returning. So I'm hoping that Jade retains it because the the consensus online has been that they're keeping the Jade streak going eventually for Chris Statlander to beat her. I don't think that they're going to give, like, the big undefeated streak breaking to Taya Valkyrie when she's relatively new in the company, but... So is... I think Taya could carry a mid-card title fairly well, but I don't think this is the time. Is Taya all elite, or is she being borrowed from somewhere? (sighs) See, that, I, I, I think Taya is all elite now officially Hmm. i I can't say for certain she mostly wrestles in like triple a like down in in mexico that's why like it's loera loca she's basically the only white wrestler that gets like spanish chants (laughs) out of anyone that i've ever seen (laughs) fair enough i mean but yeah i i really like jade i think we really need to start looking at an exit plan for this belt at this point She's what sixty and zero at this point now. Sixty and zero, yes. Yeah, we we gotta start working to an exit plan. Like, it's it's very compelling. Jade always looks strong. Um, the only time she doesn't look strong is when it were out of the ring or not not in a match. Is whenever like someone can come after her, bell to bell, she's the strongest woman there. Which for me, I know they've got a lot going on around the women's main event picture. But at some point, Jade's got to do either have a loss, lose the belt, or drop the belt and say, you know what? I'm bored of this. There's no competition at this level. There's no competition for this belt. I want the big one. No one can beat me anyway. And if it's still Jamie Hayter, or if the belt moves to Tony Storm, or it moves to Soraya at some point, both of them have lackeys. So Jade can run through some lackeys in non-title matches to build up to a title match. I think they need to start looking at something, though, as an exit plan for uh, for this for Jade. I I agree wholeheartedly with how you, with how you feel as well. Like uh, maybe Jade and it at this point. You know, I I'm super over it. I think she has all the potential in the world. You look at the girl and she's absolute money. Mm-hmm. Like, but um, there's been, there's there's been a lot of like detesters to the to the Jade Cargill run, and it is getting a bit stale at this point. Like you either have to give her a legitimate feud, she has to have something like maybe okay, maybe she loses the belt, but that gives her something to, to go after towards. to go get back. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it... She her character now she's basically bored. Exactly. She's she's like bored of being the champion. So. Because there isn't any competition. I think she cut a promo a couple weeks back that's like, she's like, no one, no one's at my level. Like, I'm going to have an open challenge. And then someone came out, they squashed, Jade squashed them. And then she's like, I'm not done. Give me someone else. And isn't that when Taya came out the first time, I think? Like, yep, it, yep, exactly. Come on. Like, we need to do something new here. Um, well, this stock rising for Taya almost turned into a stock falling towards, <laughs> towards Jade. Yeah. Um, you know, she's expressed in the past as well, like may, or some interest in uh, working in Japan. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so maybe mm-hmm. she takes a break and goes and like gets some more like reps in front of a crowd because there's nowhere else to do that except on a TV taping. So maybe she goes to New Japan for a couple months, gets some more reps, comes back and can like legitimately make a run at the top tier like belts and in the women's division and like have have a little more to show in the ring. Okay, I've got an idea for you. Let's right. say let's say uh Chris Stat does come back soon and Chris Stat can take that belt. Then Jade goes, "Well, I'm strong. I'm the strongest. I want that New Japan Strong Championship." So, whether that's still with Willow or that's a, a New Japan sanctioned match on AEW TV. Jade goes after Willow, gets that strong belt, and then she goes over to Japan for a bit. She's off AEW television, but she still has a belt. She comes into New Japan strong with a belt and a one loss on her record. That could be interesting, and New Japan might be up for something like that, given that they've recently lost Mercedes. Uh, I think that would actually be a perfect segue into Jade being able to get more reps on television, so that'd, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Look at us. Um, Tony, call us. We got ideas, baby. We, we're good at this. We watch lots of wrestling. We can do it. <laughs> Francis, who else's stock's going up? I think uh, Adam Cole, baby. Adam Huge Cole, baby. <laughs> Huge stock rising. Uh, he just came back as well. We, we saw mm-hmm. him. I think, I think he's going to get his on Jericho. Hopefully, without oh, any shenanigans. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. There's going to be shenanigans, but he's beating Jericho <laughs> for sure. There's going to be a lot of shenanigans. There's going to be Sabu with a lot of barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, apparent, and apparently some racism from him as well, yeah, but who's yeah. to say? I, I just saw that today, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Adam Cole, I, I don't know if you... If it's to be believed, like he, he should be slotted into the the next person going after the AEW title. He he was trying for it a little bit before his concussion. I heard with the MJF segment where he slapped the mic out of Renee Paquette's hand, mm-hmm. I heard that was actually an audible. And originally there was going to be a segment with the four pillars with Britt Baker coming out at the end of it saying it doesn't matter who wins. At the end of the day, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, is coming for the title. So, if that's to be believed, he's he's the next in line. I saw that rumor as well. It would not surprise me at all. Adam Cole came back very hot. He he's ready to go. Um, he's building up his his little faction again. He's got Roderick Strong, who I'm going to be honest with you. When his music first hit and it had that like SR kind of logo on the board i was like is sean ross sap coming out right now like i, I genuinely was confused because i don't watch nxt i am not familiar with roderick strong's game i am now he likes to chop and he likes a, bra- a backbreaker <laughs> i was like who the fuck is this and everyone else was like oh my god i'm like i don't know him but personally so he's, he's, he he was also someone that wasn't on my radar, though. But after mm-hmm. seeing the the Jericho match and some of his in ring stuff, now I could I could get behind Roderick Strong a little bit, maybe. How mad do you think Bobby Fish is right now? <laughs> He's furious. 
He's furious, dude. But, he's, uh, he's, he's at home watching this being like, that's my boy. He was supposed to be my boy. And now he left me. He just he left me here at TNA. What am I supposed to do? Bobby Bobby Fish left Adam Cole and we're seeing how that worked out for him. So Hopefully hopefully Kyle O'Reilly can come back. He didn't he have like neck fusion surgery? Yeah, I think I think he got some work on his neck done. Yeah, so, so hopefully he's hopefully he's while. good and he can come back, but like because Adam Cole, he does the best when he has some friends. So, uh, yeah. But Adam Cole, definitely stock on the rise. It's it's a bit pricey, but it's still time to buy. It's going up. <laughs> um, if I was going to be buying a stock right now going into Double or Nothing, I'd be buying some stock in blood. Because uh, <laughs> the Blackpool Combat Club are having an anarchy in the arena with the Elite. And... John Moxley loves to bleed. So he's going to be bleeding all over that arena. They're going to have to have sanitizing stations on deck because he's going to bleed everywhere. Um, what do you think yeah, of this? There's going to have to be some ring attendants with the fucking <laughs> quad stat ready because people are going to be pouring. Um, I, it's, it's all the anarchy in arenas. It turns out to be just it's it's i'm expecting a giant mess of a match but at the end of the day a giant mess of a match that i enjoy so <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm interested in what's going on i mean they've been building to this for a while i thought it was going to be building to a blood and guts but it looks like they're going to go with an anarchy in the arena i don't think it's going to end here but we'll see hangman's got an eye patch yeah, Hangman, Hangman, still, he's really selling the eye patch. He really still, is. He's still rocking. I'm not he's buying the eye patch, but he's selling it for <laughs> sure. The full leather eye patch. I wish it was in black instead of brown, but it's still yeah, a what are you gonna cooler. do? <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if we see any of the feuds that are currently going on end at this pay per view. Like, yeah, especially something that's like the BCC and the Elite. Um. What what do you think about the uh, the elites contract situation? Because apparently Kenny and the Bucks both their contracts are running down. Do you think they're going to stick around? I I yeah they're def I think they're definitely going to stick around. With uh, that might be one of the reasons for the collision split. Even you know mm. you can keep you can keep the EVPs on one program. You keep CM Punk on another program. Everybody can be happy until eventually maybe we can get to a point where they can work together. But okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't see them jumping ship into WWE because I, I just don't think that they'd really get used maybe that well or if like maybe that management would be willing. You Do you think that the WWE front office would be willing to push the Bucks? The Bucks, maybe? no. Kenny, yes. But I think they would push Kenny to the mid card. That's how I feel too. So, like, I I don't think that they maybe get that much more money. Like being an EVP, I'm sure that they're getting yeah. their pockets are getting lined a lot better than a lot of those wrestlers that are wrestling in AEW. But I I don't I think it's they have much more opportunities on AEW to do what they the kind of wrestling that they want to do. It's a big thing why they started it in the first place, you know, or became a part of it. 
I think Kenny also likes being able to wrestle kind of wherever he wants, whenever he wants. Like, he he'll do dates with AAA. He'll do dates with New Japan. And outside of that, he is uh, doing some AEW stuff. Breaking news! We've got a surprise entrance. Damn right. My God, is that Dimitri's music? You damn right. I'm out here grilling, man. I came in to add some very crucial, uh, some very crucial, um, I guess you could say, information. Mm. I got, a, I got an inside source here. All right, all right. And uh, so, you know, I've been doing a little research. You know, I've been poking around the internet, and I got something that's really groundbreaking news. Are you ready for me to break this? I, I wish I had a flex bomb on the on the soundboard. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sammy Guevara sucks. (laughs) (laughs) He knows how I feel about Sammy Guevara. Um, Dimitri, actually, I have, I have, we have a question for you because we were just talking about a little bit of WWE stuff with um, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, their contracts running down. Do you think they might jump ship to WWE? And if so, how do you think they'd be used on WWE programming? Mm. I so it was hard for me to believe that uh, Cody left and jumped over to WWE. Uh, I feel like it'd be even harder for me to believe the Young Bucks would go. Um, you said Kenny Omega yep, too. His contract is running down. It'd be hard for me to believe. Uh, that is, you know, you know, with wrestling, it's always never say never. So uh, you never know what could happen. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna say it likely wouldn't happen just because I just don't see it happening. Um, but if it did, I think Triple H would do a good job of uh, utilizing the talent. He seems to already do a good job already of using people. And Cody, obviously, they took advantage of Cody, and I'd say he's a bigger star in WWE than he was in True. AEW. Oh, would yeah. you say? I fully agree with that. That Cody is being—he's he's wanted the babyface role while he was in AEW, so now he's finally getting presented with that. Getting against all odds now, he's going super baby face route. <laughs> yeah, a little extreme, but you know, here we are. All right, Dimitri, we're starting to get some wind from you while you're out there grilling. So I'm gonna say, get the fuck out of here. Go grill your steaks. Thank you for jumping in. Thank you for your input on these affairs. Lovely. Yes, glad to be here. Glad to drop that breaking news, Branson. It's nice to see you. Pink bandana represent. You already know. Enjoy your steaks. I will. If I can figure out how to get out of this, I'll just kick you out. Sorry. <laughs> this fucking guy. Fucking guy. Guevara sucks. All right. Oh. Kicked him out. Wow. Love that. If, Especially if, guest appearance. <laughs> Follow Dimitri at, uh, at Just Dimitri, by the way, on Twitter. At Just Dimitri <laughs> underscore, thank you. Underscore, um, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got we to gotta get them right. We don't, want, we don't want people following the wrong Dimitri. <laughs> wow. What a, what a podcast we've got so far. <laughs> and we still, we're only halfway there, folks. <laughs> Branson, who stock's falling? Oh, uh, I think a big one for me right here. And uh, we'll we'll talk about some of the other people involved in the match, but uh, Jungle Boy is a big stock falling for me currently. You you actually put it in the rundown as Jungle Boring. Jungle Boring, yes, exactly. I just 
I have not believed anything that this guy puts out in a promo. Oh. That, that's, that's my big... Pr- I have no problem with Jungle Boy in the ring. I have no po- mm-hmm. problem with his current position on the card. It's just, anytime the guy talks on the microphone, I have a hard time actually believing in what he's saying. So I'm going to one-up you there even further, because I don't just not believe what he's saying, I tune out of what he's saying. Like... I was watching, um, I was out late last night, got home, started watching AEW. It got to Jungle Boy's pre-recorded little segment, and I immediately picked up my phone and started scrolling. I went, no, 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 it's the go-home show. I'm doing a whole podcast on this tomorrow. I got to listen. Could not do it. So I went, all right, I'll turn this off. I'll watch it tomorrow. First thing that I have when I started AEW today was Jungle Boy's little promo. And I went right on my phone. Oh, no, 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 I got to listen. He's just not compelling at all as a talker. Like, there's a very good reason that he was with Christian. Because Christian can talk his fucking ass off. And, yikes. I I don't know, man. I He's very good in the ring. He's very believable in the ring. But, my God, the man cannot cut a promo. And he cannot be the next AEW uh, world champion. I, I really hope that uh, Jungle, Jungle Boy does not walk out of that match the champion. I don't think they've built it enough for him to really come out of this as the champion. But if if anything, the way they've built this is it should just be an MJF versus Darby Allen match. That's that's how I feel as well. I think they've kind of fumbled the bag of a decent bit with this uh, four pillars segment, like. Any any time we get a promo out of the four, I don't think anyone really looks good coming away from it, other than MJF and Darby Allen. So, so so what do you think of like Sammy Guevara's little face turn they've been doing for him? Because I hate it. Sammy, good guy, is absolutely terrible. It feels like like last minute backpedaling to me. I don't know if like the things that he's seeing on Twitter are getting to him too much that he like wants to prove that he's a good guy. I don't know if you watch AW All Access, but that on that they they push him as more of a like, hey, I'm not actually a terrible person kind of thing. But yeah, so okay, I, I'm with you on that. Like, they, they're, he's definitely getting a very friendly edit on All Access, and like as a person, he seems decent. Like, um, Ty Mello seems decent on All Access. Like, I wouldn't. My my whole thing is like, would I want to get a beer with this person? I could definitely see myself getting a beer with Sammy and it would be a fine time. His character on screen, his baby face is a fucking loser. He's like, come on, guys, we got to stand up for the company. <laughs> and it's like, bro, that's not your bag. Like, no one no one likes you. Just lean into it. Exactly. Like, that's- if you have heat, lean into that heat. Get more heat. Make it nuclear. I'm sorry to jump to WWE again, but, like, what Dom Mysterio did, people hated him as a face. Like, I remember laughing hysterically when they, when Veer Mahan choked him out for five minutes after the bell and he was going to the hospital, I say with air quotes. Like, I was like, yes, get this man off my TV. And then he he started this, like, my dad's a deadbeat dad and like started getting some heat and he's like okay people don't like when i talk shit on my legend dad i'm gonna do that more dominic mysterio is one of the most compelling characters on wwe programming now sammy guevara that could be you you could be a top tier heel like i 
he absolutely could do it. Like, and why not? Why not push that further? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. Like exactly what you were leaning into as the people that you could almost never see as face. You were you and Dimitri were talking about that on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. The Sammy Guevara is one of those people for me. I could just like never never see the guy. He just like he looks like a cocky douche. So just be a cocky yeah, douche. He does. Like, <laughs> like Sammy Guevara and I have very similar haircuts, but I wear mine a little different. So like, let's let's move on to Darby. Uh, Darby again. I think he's kind of carried this four pillars thing. I am not the biggest Darby Allen fan, but I, he's the only person that's made me believe this whole time that he actually deserves to be there. He's the only one that's cut meaningful promos. His ring work leading up to it has been fantastic. Like, I'm, I'm. If someone's walking out of there with the belt, that's not. MJF, it's Darby. 100%. Uh, Darby's also the only person that has made me believe that he actually wants the championship. Like, uh, you can't you can't just push push the storyline there of, like, Sammy, you know, I'm going to lay down for MJF, and then getting slighted a little bit, and now he's super babyface. It just made, it makes no sense. Yeah, but. over a four-week period, we went from Sammy Guevara being like, Max, I'm not doing anything to help you. To oh, you're gonna pay me a bunch? Okay, yeah, I'll be a bad guy again. To we, ha- if one of us is walking out of there, it's not Max. Like, come on, bro. Like, seriously, chill. Everyone's been putting each other over in this feud as well, which mm-hmm. I I didn't like as much. Uh, Ma- Max really only putting over like Darby Allen. Mostly, he's mostly been putting over Darby Allen, so that's why it made sense to me for this. It really feels like an MJF match versus Darby with two other guys in it going into this pay per view to me. Yeah, I, I I do think that Tony kind of fumbled the booking on this one. Like I thought when they started this four pillars tournament, I was like, okay, makes sense. Let's let's do that. That Darby Allen got the first round by Sammy got there, and then Sammy cheated to to get the dub and you know blah 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 but it should have just been a straightforward darby beats sammy at that point squashing that baby face letting him do something different and letting it just become this mjf darby match which is what it should have been um i think I st- I, no go ahead i think it's going to be a great match still I'm very excited for the in-ring on this. Mm-hmm. I just think that the the build, it seemed almost like half-hearted, to be honest. Like We, we got a lot of in-ring promos, but every time it seems like it, it felt, it just fell a little flat to me. I think they could have done a lot more with the, they've been building the four pillars concept for like the last two years. Mm-hmm. And we knew that eventually it was going to come to something like this. And it it just, it feels a little forced to me. At this point, honestly, definitely. Who's who's your pick coming out of it? Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I don't see him dropping the belt to Darby Allen. If he did, I wouldn't be super dis. Well, I would actually be super disappointed. I could see it happening potentially, but Ma- Max is going to pull some shenanigans. Uh, we're getting the bidding war of twenty twenty four. To be honest, that's how I feel. 
Max is retaining, 100%. Yes, 100%. And I would not be surprised if they're going to build this towards an MJF CM Punk 3, question mark, at All In. Uh, that's what the people wanted. So, And Tony's all about giving the people what they want, whether, whether it's the way that they wanted it or not. <laughs> give them what like, they want. Man, MJF versus CM Punk at All In. If they if they hadn't if they haven't sold out Wembley by then they're going to finish selling all those tickets at that point like that I think was probably the best feud of last year in total on on AEW oh hundred percent so it's pretty, I think it's pretty hard to argue otherwise time to run it back baby all right my next my stock falling first of all is a House of Black not for any of the work they're doing I think their house rule stuff is really interesting but they're not on the pay-per-view. Yeah. It's not so good. It's not so good. I saw... Maybe... I, I, at this point, it's not likely. I saw... I looked into some Rampage spoilers already, so just to get a better idea about what was happening towards the pay-per-view. Before you, you, you say that, because I read them too, spoilers for Rampage on Friday, although I know none of y'all are watching it. So, <laughs> spoilers no, for Rampage. <laughs> But the acclaimed and daddy ass called him out, right? Is that what you saw? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Maybe maybe we get a very last minute booking there. But I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't, I don't see, it. see it I don't see the House of Black dropping it either. No. Even if the acclaimed face them. I see, like the House of Black rules a lot. I yep. think it's very interesting. Yeah, I really like how they have this like opponents pick the last rule too. Yes, it keep it keeps things fresh. You never really know what's going to happen. The best friends might have not utilized the that stipulation to, to the best of their ability. That, that tracks face. with the characters, though. Like, yeah. um, no, no witches at ringside, <laughs> fellas. Come on. <laughs> After Julia Hart just had a, a crazy yeah. hardcore match. Yeah, where Fire. she like fucked her hip during it too. Like, yeah, uh, I don't think, think we need to. It came out if she could have. <laughs> she she would have been limping around with her big hat on, like wincing behind it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm I was not a big House of Black fan previously, but this kind of new run that they're on, getting these belts and having these belts, I'm like, yeah, these guys, they're doing they're doing some business right now. Um, I the like other. The- Yo, go ahead. I like it a lot. Like the whole, the, what do you think of the presentation specifically on the House of Black matches? Like, have you noticed that they they uh, dim the lights over the crowd? Yeah, it's a little, like it's the- a little bit Mountain Dew pitch black match to me. But uh, <laughs> like with Bray Wyatt not not necessarily being around on WWE, he being scared he's gonna show up in the House of Black. Like WWE and AEW are gonna do a. Uh, a trade for Buddy Matthews for Bray Wyatt or some shit. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I've heard I've heard conflicting reports on the whole like Bray Wyatt situation that either like the front office wants him more to just be like Bray Wyatt when he's trying to play up the whole like the fiend image a little bit more. Like they want him to stick with something that works. But. Yeah, I mean, on a, on a segue, I mean, bringing back Bo Dallas to be Uncle Howdy, uh, I have seen that they're now starting to talk about when Liv Morgan comes back from her injury, 
that she's going to be attached to the uh, Uncle Howdy slash Bray Wyatt because she's in a long-term relationship with Bo Dallas. So that could be a thing as well coming back. But anyway, I don't want to talk about Bray Wyatt. I never want to talk about Bray Wyatt. Um, House House of Black. I wish they were on the pay-per-view because I think it would be really cool to see a House Rules match on a pay-per-view. Um, but I'm not mad that they're leaving that for Dynamite next week to have um, something of, of stakes for the, the first match after a pay-per-view too. I think that's not a bad idea. I think I think that's probably where a lot of this the the feuds are going. Like Tony's very big into the TV as our main product, while yeah. the pay per views are a very important part of the whole financial scheme. Mm-hmm. He's very big on okay, we we make our money on the TV deals. We're gonna have our TV as as best as we can, and that's where we're gonna go with the the Jay Wyatt feud. We're gonna get Swerve and Keith Lee on TV most likely. So anyway. It, if the House of Black isn't on the pay per view, it's not the worst thing. But I'd like them to—I'd like to see them face somebody, you know. Yeah, I, I just hope they're not shoved to the pre-show. Yeah, that would be horrible. I don't want to see them on the pre-show at all. The pre-show's for Hook, but uh, Hook's in the pay per view. He, well, so. you know, we're we're on Hook. Let's talk about Hook. That's the other match we don't have on the rundown. Um, we've got the Hardys and Hook after an audible from spoilers from Rampage. Uh, Brother Zay, Isaiah Cassidy is hurt, so Hook is joining up with Jeff and Matt to take on Ethan Page and the Ass Boys. Um, again, I think this is a pretty straightforward 10-minute let-it-breathe match after something big that happens. Yep. Um, and it's going to be Hook, Hook and the Hardys that, that walk out of there as winners. Uh, I have a question for you. Do you think Hook's association with the Hardys hurts his presentation at all? Or how do you think that works for him and his character? I think that's an interesting question. Um, I I don't think it hurts Hook's character. It, they, he's kind of being presented as a babyface adjacent kind of character right now. Um, I think what's really important for Hook is to be in more meaningful matches. And... If you're somewhat attached to the Hardys or you're in that orbit, you're going to be in some more meaningful matches and you're going to have more eyeballs. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing for Hook is getting more meaningful time, not just on a pay-per-view, but on TV. I agree with you there, actually. If, if you're working with the Hardys, people are going to watch it. So it's... I, There is an interesting stipulation with this match, too, that if um, the Hardys and Hook win... Ethan Page's contract now becomes under Matt and Jeff's control. So we're kind of continuing on this kind of wacky storyline of <laughs> contracts being under other people's control um, on Tony Khan's television show. But sure, <laughs> I guess. Um, so yeah. I think that I, could be a little bit interesting, you know, Matt and the. I think Ethan Page, Ethan Page specifically could pay in, play into that role. Like, decently well as a yeah. guy who ha- does what he has to do but he's not happy about it so. i i also really like ethan page personally so like he's a very good heel um so whatever he's doing i i think i'm happy that he's getting more tv time and you know now that dark and elevation are dead you know rampage i think is a good slot for him um the ass boys are back i think this is going to be the first or second time we see them after they lost the tag team belts um Sure, I guess. Sure, yeah. 
That's how I feel too, sure. <laughs> they weren't very believable tag team champions. It was it was um, an interesting little heel run for them, but you know, the only good thing is the whole arena chanting "ass boys, ass, ass boys." boys. Shout I like their I like their FTR cosplay a little bit. I, I got that got some funny. chuckles out of me. That was funny. Yeah. Do you ever think their dad's gonna come back to them from going to get some milk and hanging out with the acclaimed or not? Uh, it depends on how long Billy Gunn wants to keep going for me, but I, I could, I think he's got a couple more years in the tank. I could see it. Eventually, the chickens will come home to roost, and he'll be with his son. Hey, you know? fair enough. Um, well, let's combine these next two stocks falling because they're kind of similar. So you've got uh, Luchasaurus here, um, and I've got the TNT title itself. Um, what, what, what do you what do you want to get into with Luchasaurus? Well, with Luchasaurus, I, f- I feel like um, ever since Christian Cage came out and he started really like nagging at Wardlow, we got the new Luchasaurus where he's been in the all black and red. You know, he's looking mm-hmm. like the the big bad evil guy basically. And then Christian Cage drops the bomb like, "Oh, you're not going to be facing Luchasaurus. You're going to be facing me." So we're we're getting into still in the mind control christian cage got his control over luchasaurus but they he hasn't really had a match or anything in a while we haven't even seen him choke slam a dude and get the one two three in a bit so no he's got yeah. that new look luchasaurus but he hasn't done anything so yeah i'm with you with his stock falling i mean he's there but he's not doing anything he's just hanging out with edge's friend so not much for him um, and then kind of in that same vein, the TNT title, it's feeling very mid-card right now, and less so than the international belt, which are both mid-card belts, and the TNT title was supposed to be kind of a higher-ranked belt, but my god, I don't fucking care about the TNT title right now. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. The TNT title, to me, has almost started to feel like the unofficial like ladder match title it seems yeah, like almost right? every important tnt title match is a ladder match so i don't know where that's coming from even even this last one it kind of came like pretty quick that it was just going to be a ladder match for not much of a reason but uh, it was it was for like hand wave for reasons like <laughs> yeah. let's do a ladder match um it's a pay-per-view yeah. match there's got to be a special stipulation yeah you got to keep it fresh. I mean, I get it. Like this, at the same time, you make it a ladder match. That means that uh, Christian can make Luchasaurus get involved, um, and also maybe Arn Anderson gets involved a little bit too, because there's not going to be any kind of DQ for outside interference. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I think I think Wardlow's going to keep it. Oh, almost, almost certainly. I think Wardlow's going to keep it, unless they're going to get into a huge feud, like afterwards. But I don't see this going that much further. I, I love the Christian Cage's digs on mm-hmm. Wardlow's dad, though. How that was basically his main shtick on uh, Jungle Boy was Christian about just hates Luke everybody Cage. else's dads. Yeah. Like, what happened with Christian's dad? <laughs> yeah. I just love how he was like, you know, I'm not going to talk about your dad, but I'm going to talk about your dad because uh, nobody knows him and it won't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Yeah, I think it would be a pretty bad look for Wardlow, too, if he ended up losing the belt. Like, if he if he loses this belt right after he got it again, 
Yeah. Yikes, bro. Like, exactly. It's already been flip-flopping so much. Like The TNT title is a big stock following for me as well. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the TNT title moves to Collision and they make it a little stronger there since Collision's on TNT, but I don't know. It's it's weird. A lot of nothing burgers, it feels like. Yeah, big a time. Lot of, a lot of stuff that happens and then two weeks later it didn't matter whatever happens. <laughs> Yeah, that that's again that's another match that I'm like, eh, it's on there. I might go make some nachos during that one. Um well we're th- I think we did the whole card. Um wh- what match are you looking forward to most? What match I'm looking forward to most? Uh you might hate it, but I actually am looking forward to the Jeff Jarrett J Lethal FTR match the most. Cause we still really don't know what Mark Briscoe's doing. I think that's probably the biggest wild match in the card to me, mm-hmm. where anything could really happen. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I was looking at that one as my, my pick. I mean, I really like FTR, um, so that's. I, I just hope they win. I'll be kind of annoyed if they lose, um, since, again, this is, I think this is their first title defense. It well. is their first title defense, at least on Come television. So, on. Yeah. Don't don't have them lose it now. Um, yeah, it, looking at this card, man, it's there's a lot on it, but I'm not I'm not like overwhelmed by anything really. Um, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm really looking forward to this international championship blackjack battle royal. I, that's what I, my eyes keep going to as I'm looking at the card. I love battle royal. They are ridiculous, especially when there's all the dudes in the ring. Um, I mean, this one, because they come out kind of like a Royal Rumble style, it's not going to be everybody there. But when there's 10 people in a, in a wrestling ring, it looks so silly and it makes me laugh every time. I think we might get to a point where there's 12 or 15 in this match, to be honest, with all the factions that are involved. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's going to be a lot of little two-on-two like mini, mini segments within the Battle Royale. So... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm for it. I think it's going to be fun and also some funny. It'll be a nice kind of com- comedic relief um, in there, too. So there you have it. Um, any final thoughts on Double or Nothing this weekend? Hopefully Tony does something better with the outcasts after this. And uh, I, I don't just think he will. comment on the outcasts? <laughs> I, yeah, go for it. I, I know you're not super over on the outcast, but personally, for me, I think I think it's the best thing so far that they've done in AEW with Ruby Soho. It's probably the best thing that they could do with Soraya right now, but it is the worst thing that they've done for Tony Storm by far. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not I'm not over on it because I really like Tony Storm and I feel like this is like a waste of her. But yes. yeah, that that makes sense. I think the outcasts are going to keep going because they want a Jamie Hayter versus Soraya in England because they're two Brits in Britain. And so that's That's a big money draw. That's why I'm hoping that the Jamie rumors, even if she does drop the belt, I hope she can heal in time. She's got two months to chill. We'll see. Yeah. Well, um, Branson, thank you so much for jumping on this and uh, being um, our new AEW correspondent. I really appreciate it. And we will definitely have you back on the pod here soon. Um, thank you everybody for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at let me pod to you. Branson is at B town harp. You can find me um, if you want at we hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. And please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. We're on every major network. 
Um, Branson, once again, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me, Jacob. Really appreciate it. Next time, I hope to be a little bit more prepared if you have me on again. Can, yeah, we'll can we'll get it figured out, buddy. it out a little bit better. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I just appreciate you doing this. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy both pay-per-view and premium live event. Um, bye. <laughs>